Well, it's that time again. Back for another uh, Saberland. Um, all right, this time I'm going to get the episode number right because I always get it wrong. Uh, where are we here? I think I, I definitely said I definitely said like 22 last time. Yeah, we're up to 23. Okay, so this is episode 24. Um, uh, in this episode, I uh, this will happen in real time, playing out over the course of one day, the longest day of my life. Uh, no, but, uh, speaking of Kiefer Sutherland, or speaking as Kiefer Sutherland, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a PlayStation 4, that's what I play my games on, and, um, this month's, like, free game on PlayStation Plus, uh, which is, like, a monthly subscription deal, and you get three games, is, uh, the, there's the most recent, like, Metal Gear Solid, uh, which is five, The Phantom Pain, um, which was, uh, interesting story that was the rejected title for uh the star trek prequel um no but uh um so i've been playing and Kiefer, Kiefer sutherland is like the voice of the character of big boss my friend uh was telling me i mean i've never played any of the metal gear games i had my friends in high school and i use that term loosely uh, high school not friends um used to they i know they were obsessed with the um uh, the games back on, like, the PS2, uh, in those days, but, um, I, uh, what the hell is that? Oh, um, oh, there's something strange on my desk, but I know what it is now, so, um, uh, they used to play the Metal Gear games, and, and I never did, but now I have one, and I've been playing, and, uh, strange, it's just weird, because Kiefer Sutherland is the voice of the main character. Just doesn't seem to make any sense, to have this sort of uh, clearly, you know, Japanese uh, in, in uh, version of, like, an American guy. But cause it's always funny, like, these games that are made by, you know, Konami or um, even some Nintendo games. But they're just, like, they're, the character is American, but he's got, like, a bun or, like, a ponytail and a beard. And he just, like, you know, has this sort of, uh, he always kind of talks like this or something like that. This is very strangely foreign American voice. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's my Kiefer Sutherland story, and the only, literally, literally is my story, is the only one I ever will have about him. All right, so anyway, um, see, I'm talking about this because there's literally nothing to talk about for the Sabres, uh, this week. Um, so I have to clean up, because I, I have to clean up my desk, because I just spilled some things, but I'll be back, uh, after cleaning and, uh, this, uh, uh opening. All right, sorry about that. Um, so, anyway, yeah, video games. Um, I think I'm going to just... So this is Saturday t right now. I'm going to... So I guess I'm recording this, yeah, Saturday afternoon. It's a strange hot day here in New York, here in Brooklyn. Um, Sabres play the Bruins tonight. I think I'm just going to talk about, as far as hockey stuff, like why... 
I guess even just sort of some things that happened yesterday. Because I guess, so I, I, uh, I found myself this Friday, um, so they hadn't played since, I don't know, what was the, um, oh yeah, the Vegas game, Tuesday night, which of course, I, and I barely watched any of this, the West Coast thing. I think I watched, I watched some of the first period, periods of, you know, maybe, maybe, I guess, I guess I saw some bit of all those games, although not really. I kind of had this feeling, uh, or as of before yesterday, I had this feeling that I hadn't really watched, except for, I, I mean, I went to a game here in Brooklyn and it was horrible, and I watched the opener, but it just felt like it had been a while since I sat down and watched the Sabres, and um, despite all my other, you know, despite all evidence, um, I just sort of spent yesterday feeling like, oh, you know what, it'll be nice to come home, it's Friday after, it's Friday night, it's been a long week at work. Just want to grab a couple tall boys of Labatt, go home, watch the game. And I did that. Um, although I had a, a strange thing happen on the, before I get home, but I'll, I'll well, um, well, I don't even, it's neither here nor there. Um, it was Penn Station. Uh, um, but I, so I missed the, I missed most of the first period because I was um, seeing off, seeing my sister off, um, because she's going to visit my mom, who's upstate, but I didn't, I didn't go to that part, but my mom's coming here. Actually, my mom will probably be the guest next week, um, if, if all goes to plan. Um, but anyway, uh, but there's like this long incident with my sister and my niece um, having to use the, the facilities, uh, but we were, she, they were already in the line, and I was just like hanging out because we had dinner, and then I was just still hanging out while they were waiting in line for the train, but I didn't, um, even though I wasn't going to take it, um, and then my sister kept having to take her daughter to the, to the, to the, uh, bathroom. Finally, there was an incident and they had to, they, they really had to go. Um, there were, there were several close calls, it seemed. Um, full disclosure, my niece is two and a little over two and being potty trained. So it's a tough, it's a tough, it's tough sledding. Um, uh, you know, it's, you, you, for, you forget how many fundamentals, uh, a person needs to learn about basic human existence um, in order to master those things, um, so that's, that's been, an, that's been interesting, um, anyway, there was, like, a very harrowing, in, in, uh, adventure in which my sister nearly missed her train, um, but didn't, and then, uh, that was played out over, you know, a very intense 20 minutes or so, then I turned around in, in the middle of Penn Station, and then, like, there's this guy standing in front of me that I, it's uh, that thing when you rec when you see, like, a sem, a celebrity or semi-celebrity, because they're always, because, of course, they're just people, um, but then you realize, oh, I know this person, or I think I know this person. Yes, I actually know this person. There's a reason my brain told me I know this person. It's because I do. I've seen them before. Um, it's a bald man, um, unassuming, frumpish, fully suited, in a nice suit, um, a TV-quality suit. Um, and it was, it was Mad Money Jim Cramer, strangely, um, just standing in the middle of Penn Station holding court, sort of talking in a, in a, in a heated discussion about politics uh, with some, some guy. Um, it was very strange as I walked, and after this sort of crazy thing in which I, 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 you know, my sister was sort of, was, was like very like n nervous she wasn't going to make the train and then almost did and was upset. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. Like just, you know, have a fun trip. I'll see you in a couple days, turn around. And then I just see like Kramer standing there and he goes, and I just hear him saying, uh, you know, Democrats, Republicans, it's all the same thing, uh, to some guy, and I was like, I don't want to hear any more of this conversation than I, than I just did, however, I am loving everything about this, because, so I just, I texted my friend Steve, and I was like, I just saw, who's a Canucks fan, uh, incidentally, I texted him, and I was like, I just saw a fully suited Jim Cramer 
discussing politics in the middle of Penn Station. And uh, his response was something defective. You know, I want nothing more out of life than that. And then I think I wrote, I just wrote back saying like, yeah, I mean, it was exactly what you would, what you picture based on my description. Um, I, I like, I want to know nothing more about why he was there and what he was talking about with the gentleman. Um, but I also love that I saw that. Um, anyway, so that was why I was late to the game. So I get, I finally get on the A train heading downtown or heading to Brooklyn to see the Sabres score like a minute into the game. Great. Looks good. Um, O'Reilly did a th- did one whole thing. Uh, good job, buddy. And then period ends 1-1. Okay, fine. Get some little bats on the way home. Get home. You know, and then it, and then it, 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 it goes south. And, uh, but of course, but even as I'm, as I'm sitting there, I'm reading like, um, I think the shots at the end of the first period were like 20, roughly 20 to 5. Um, and then, yeah, what was it? By the end of the third, it was like 37 to 10 or something. And I never even remember when those, when, how, when, what order the goals were. Was it 2-1 at the end of the, no, 3-2, I think, at the end of the third. Um, and I just knew that that would, I knew that, I knew they wouldn't win. Um, so, whatever. I mean, if, it, if, um, I don't even care about trying to f- tr- pretend to figure out what happened or, and I think that's a common m- mistake, uh, or trap among sports podcasts is to try and speak with some authority about, well, here's what happened, or like, here's what they need to do to get better, or why would they try this? Like, they are thinking about it, and also I don't care because I'm just a fan. We're all just fans. Um, it's not our job to figure out how to fix anything. It's just our job to be happy when they win and upset when they lose. Um, that's not even our job, but that's that's how I understand it. And uh, I, um, so here I am left, you know, I mean, I, mean, here, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how, what, if I speak for any other sorts of Sabres fans or ho- other hockey fans in general. Um, but I guess I'm just going to, I'm just going to t- today try and figure out, like, why do I, why did I even get excited to watch that game to begin with? yesterday because I know that the, I know that they're not I mean it's increasingly a, s- s- fair to say that I don't I know that the Sabres are not a good team full stop um what I certainly could say what I certainly can what I what I know I can say right now is they're not playing well right now um and it and but you know somewhat alarmingly it I think it becomes increasingly uh likely that they're, they're just, they're not even, it doesn't even matter whether they're, I mean, they're, they're not playing well because they're not good. Um, but I at least knew, even yesterday morning, I knew that the first half of that statement was, was correct, that they're not playing well. And, uh, so, uh, but, and yet, and yet here, here I was, you know, of a Friday afternoon saying, man, I just want to go home and watch a Sabres game and, um, and I did that, and and there's about two seconds of enjoyment to that, and then and then I sit down and I crack open my Labatt Blue Tall Boy and take a swig and hear the, the dulcet tones of, um, what's the what's the what's the backup guy? I'm blanking on the backup guy's name. Um, it's not because of course because it wasn't Generat and Rob Ray is, he really isn't he really isn't good at color. I mean I I like, I get why they want to keep him around, and at least he hasn't said anything so stupid. Um, I mean, at least outside of hockey, that I that I have good actual reason to dislike him, but he's really just not even good at analyzing a hockey game. Um, but that's another that's a side statement. But um, you know, it's like Marty's and the half on the intermission show, Brian Duff, they're great. Um, 
man, I can't believe I forgot that guy's name because I even I think I even follow him on Twitter, and he's good. I I like him. Um, he'll be a good replacement. But uh, you know, it's 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 comforting. Yeah, you know, that again, that sort of familiarity is comforting to see those guys calling a game and doing that. And then and yet, um, it's immediately apparent that they're getting badly, badly outplayed <laughs> by the Canucks. Like, you know, um, the Canucks are not good, but I just, I just don't get, well, uh, well, um, I don't know. It was just like, it was, the Sabres never even had a chance in a moment, in any moment that I was watching. And that's, it's felt like that for a few, for years now, where maybe not so much last year for brief periods, even though last year was very disappointing, um, Last night and the fir- beginning of this season is honestly worse. They're honestly a worse team to watch than the tank years because, for whatever reason, we didn't expect this. Um, it's not like they were. It's not like experts, so-called experts, or the people who are worth listening to when they do season projections. Well, it's not like they were projecting the Sabers to be good. They actually, a lot of them were saying they would be pretty bad. Um, so it shouldn't, in that sense, it shouldn't be surprising, but. You know, I mean, as a fan, you don't want to listen to that. You just want to say, you just want to buy into, sharpen your swords, uh, as the Sabres have said. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this is because at least in the tank years, I expected it. And they did everything they could to get rid of everybody. Um, now they just have, they've kept all these terrible contracts that that uh, Tim Murray signed. Um you know, I kind of feel like the Sabres might be, I hate to say it, but they might be where the Leafs were like four or five years ago when the Leafs signed Clarkson. We've got a couple David Clarksons right now. Um, well, at least at least a couple. Um, and I won't, O'Reilly and Oposo look like they're heading towards Clarkson territory, which is, which is something I, I never thought I would say, and I certainly don't want to be saying, but they really are, they're, I guess O'Reilly has gotten slightly better since in the last couple games, but um, still, isn't, it doesn't. I mean, he's still not where he needs to be. Um, and Oposo is just—he's just—he's a, a ghost. I don't—I don't—I don't know what happened, but uh, he's got nothing out there and done nothing. And you know, Pominville scored a couple goals, but he's not noticeable. Um, he's whatever. I mean, he's on a two-year deal. That's fine. I get this. That's he was a throw-in. Scandella was really the, the 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 piece they acquired, but you know I'm not overly impressed with him. I mean he's probably a fine second or third pairing defenseman um, on a good team, but you know no one has no well no no one has done really anything to be to impress. I mean you know Eichel's played fine, um, but not not in a, in an at an elite level. I mean he's put he's he certainly he's he's I'm not going to criticize him because he's not. You know, as guys on the team go, he's not the one who's compl- he's, he's 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 tied for the league in points, for the lead in points, and uh, you know he's 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 fine. But um, you know, it's just uh, it's like, yeah, they've got like twenty million tied up between Molson, Oposo, O'Reilly, Bogosian, who has who's never he's literally never healthy. I don't know why they can't just LTIR him. Um, and see, this is the the, the 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 Leafs began their being clever when they started just you know they they banished Lupul to forever LTIR 
they still have there's still another guy that they have that's that like tries out or comes to camp but then just gets banished um and and they and then they just started putting guys in the minors because it's just that's just that was the right thing to do and we we're, we haven't done that yet Bottrell says he's like trying to figure out who needs a pat on the back and who needs who needs like motivation it's like what that's a that might be the that's the coach's job but also like who who cares <laughs> like i mean he's just paying trying to play, pay lip service i guess but i don't know don't you, you you've you've watched it's like there's not like there's a, a dearth of tape out there on what molson can do and what um you know what josh georges can do i mean what uh, uh, well i mean I, I i if this is i mean i said this i think last week but i would be interested to know what what Botrell truly thinks about this team because it wouldn't surprise me um well i i, I that, that what that's got that's not that doesn't matter whether i'd be surprised or not i would hope that he might actually have somewhat imagined this and just thought it's still better the oh, the best way to stop the bleeding is just to suffer through another year but not risk ruining more young players by put it, forcing them into the NHL too early. Um, and that might be, there might be plenty of validity to that. Um, although I don't know if that's even true. It might just be that we continue to have the wrong players. Um, but uh, I guess the idea being somehow there's some, it's somehow better to just endure Josh Georges and Matt Molson making a lot of money that they don't deserve again rather than, like, risk, you know, maybe, like, ruin Brendan Gooley, or ruin, or there really is no, uh, Nylander, I don't know, like, oh, my God, I mean, Nylander might turn into an okay player, or even a good player, or even maybe he'll be a great player, but I just, like, t the, the, the damage that Tim, Tim Murray did to this, Tim Murray did to the Sabres is really amazing, um, just, he, he botched, he, he, I don't even say botched. He bungled every draft he was part of. He, uh... His approach to trades is just wrong. Or was just wrong. Um, it's not even about winning or losing trades. He just... He kept saying, you know, he would always be like, well, you know, if you get the right deal and you feel like it's right, do it. Which, fine. Um, you know, I don't disagree with that statement in a vacuum, but... Um, you know, he took criticism at the time for giving up too much, and I sort of looked the other way because I thought, you know, it's easy to hear, it's 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 easier to think, well, my team got the better player, so we won the trade, blah, blah, like whatever. And assuming, you know, at the time, Kane or uh, O'Reilly or whatever. Um, but he gave up, he gave up so much of the the cupboard that, there's not, there's really, there's not that much in the system that makes the, the to get excited about in terms of young players. I mean, there's, uh, it's not like you're always going to have a superstar coming up in the ranks, but, um, and maybe middle stat will be that, uh, but, you know, like also, just that Nylander pick. I mean, did we need another like skilled, quote for skilled forward, or do we need a left shooting defenseman? I mean, I heard, I saw Sergachev just scored. The other night like i mean a, like a big left left-handed defenseman like oh my god it was just exactly what they need and they don't have any defense um yeah i just uh i just i, I was thinking like I, I think if there i mean if there's a team out there that's called the albatrosses uh i think tim murray may already be their gm 
and if not, he should be. But, um, but again, it's easy to wallow in that sort of self-pity or teen pity. Um, but, um, but, you know, uh, but nevertheless, it feels good to vent about it or, or just sort of just talk about it uh, in this podcast forum. Um, and, uh, yeah, so anyway, last night, you know, I, I got home, I was, and I, and I, as I said, like, I, it, was, it was good up until I watched for about two seconds, and then the game was not fun. Um, and then I slipped back into a very familiar territory, which, maybe that's the thing that I'm really expecting all the time, is that the Sabres will be a disappointment, and the fans will start booing, and they'll get, they'll go ten minutes without a shot, they look bad, I mean... I don't, I don't, and I, and, and, uh, it's like, and at what point are we going to start, at what point is it actually going to be like, well, I mean, I can't imagine that, that Housley will, would get fired mid-season, but I mean, if they, there's really not much hope right now for this team to get any better, um, it's not like anyone, it's at least last season, um, in the misery, in the early parts of it that were miserable, it was like, well, you know, Eichel's hurt, but once he's back, we'll be good. And they kind of they kind of were for like two games, um, obviously obviously still weren't a good team, but um, no one on this even and even when he's made some I mean he scored a decent goal last night, um, he's, he, I say Bailey has been the only one who looks like he's actually got some uh, desperation. Um, I mean I know I, I part of it is Eichel style even like last night he doesn't look like he's moving that fast but he is and. Um, and he got around the defenseman, and like he he's he kind of knows what he's doing. I I I'll give him that. But um, but no one like ba- Bailey's the only guy I've really seen play in all this season who looks like he's you can see like oh he's giving everything he's got when he's forechecking, and he should be because I mean I I would hope that I'd see that out of him because he didn't make the team, and I would imagine he's upset and uh, you know scored a nice goal, um, but it's like it's like oh it's like O'Reilly and Oposo and the guys who should be setting that tone and be, be leading that, you know, they just sort of, yeah, they just sort of, like, whine after the game about, like, well, we've got to be better, and it's not good enough, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, and where's the O'Reilly that was, like, staying after practice and coming in and, like, and also, and just, like, even his first couple years, he, he was he was very different. He was, like, great effort all the time, you know. Um, after the game, would always say that he was terrible and put a lot of pressure on himself, and it's, like, He's just like he's just like ground himself down into a nub, and he's just now he's he's not he's he's pretty useless. And uh, I know he sort of said that the other night, but yeah, it's just like there's no there's no passion anymore in this team. I, I, and it, it took no time at all for them to to get there. Like the saddest thing is that like they just I I think the season's it's hard to even imagine it getting worse, but. I, I don't see any reason that they're going to get any better anytime soon this season. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they can make... Maybe maybe they can start... Bottrell can start making some deals. Um, but uh, who who on this team has any value right now? I mean, I you know, I don't see anybody. Middlestat might have some value, but I mean... Is that is is that worth? I mean, again, I just said we don't need do we need another skilled winger? Um, although it lo- as, as it looks right now, we really don't have any. We have like two skilled players on the team. Um, and I also was thinking back. I don't know if maybe I, I relatively recently compared 
Reinhardt to uh, Kadri. I thought that's, I thought I've since thought much better of that. I mean, I, I my point with that was that Kadri was initially a high pick, like seventh, I think, and was expected to become, you know, he was expected to be the the Austin Matthews, and obviously wasn't. Um, but now that they have a team where they do have the Austin Matthews in place and um, Condry can play on a lower line and is a more mature guy and um, he's an incredibly effective player because he's still a skilled guy, but he's just not the type of he's not the type of player to to handle the top line. Um, but he's obviously and 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 so to that extent, I meant I, I, my point was Reinhardt could be more effective on a better team. Um, but even so, but he's, but it's like, it's, it's a long stretch to put him next to Kadri because Kadri is also a tremendous defensive player and can hit and is a great skater and can score and is pretty tough. Um, and I think he was, I, well, he's a great player. Um, and Reinhardt, maybe he'll be a great player someday, but I, I just think, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a solid, like being a second overall pick that turns into a solid NHL player, but... I, uh, I'm really, I'm really down on him. I mean, he was like my favorite. I loved him my first, his first year. Um, well, when he's been, when he's been good, I love the way he plays. Like, um, the passing, uh, he's got good vision, but he's so slow and doesn't, and just doesn't, uh, so soft. Like, I just, I'm really disappointed because I just thought he'd be better. Cause I, you know, it's like maybe another good comparable might've been, uh, you know, like David Legwand was like one of the top. He might was he the first guy the Predators ever took? I think he was. Um, but again, second overall pick. Um, you know, at the time, I remember. I feel like I remember them saying he was because of his skating ability, and I think he was a big scorer in you know college or or, or wherever he had played. Um, maybe he only maybe he came right from high school. Well, I think he did a year of college, but you know, it was like who he's the he's the next Mike Madonna, uh, an American-born guy. Uh, from I think he's from Michigan. Um, pretty sure. Yeah, I think he was from Detroit, and uh, and everybody thought you know he's gonna be set the world on fire. And I don't even know if he ever scored. I don't think he ever had like a sixty point season, but played for like fifteen years. Um, so he had a great career, just never turned into the superstar. Um, but was always an effective guy, good penalty killer, great skater, and was even you know he wasn't wasn't completely terrible when he was at the Sabers. I mean, he was at the end of his career, but um. You know, I mean, there's a point, I guess I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with not developing into an elite player, um, because you can still be, there still might be, a, you still might be able to say, like, well, you know, there's something about this person that that's why they were a high pick and ended up having a great career, but I don't know. Sam Reinhardt, I just, maybe I'm being too too down on the whole team right now, because I know his, he still shows, like, good, good numbers, uh, other than goals and assists and plus-minus, which debatable how valid plus minus is um but uh it's just disappointing because it's like the timing of it all is so is frustrating because i i said this last week or definitely i'm not not saying that i own this take um but it was but uh um but like the leafs it it worked the the, all the circumstances worked better for them uh, because they had the conjuries in place and the other fairly high picks and then they got the the, you know matthews at the end of all that um whereas it's like the sabers just tore everything down and started from as if we were basically an expansion team 
and overpaid to get people in, except not even as good as an expansion team this year. Um, we basically tore everything down and then just assumed that one elite player or two potentially could be enough. And yeah, it's, you know, would have been a very different team if, if those two years, if we drafted Ekblad and McDavid back to back, the team would be very different right now. That didn't happen because we didn't, we didn't win the lottery, but, uh, still a lot, a lot to come back from. And Murray just thought he could do it. It's like, he just, it's like, yeah, you know, people say that you can, you can do a rebuild in a year. Well, that's true. If you're the Leafs or if, you know, and if you do it the way that it worked out for them and the way they did it, I shouldn't just say it as though they're purely lucky. They did do it. If you, but they're lucky that, that, the, the you know, that the, the Matthews was available that year and, and that they won the lottery. But, um, but still, they did it. And, uh, whereas, like, you know, the Sabres have just had years of, of poor drafting that then caught up with them. And, uh, you know, and then Murray thought he could, he could do that. He could, he could be good in like a year, it seemed, um, by signing Matt Molson to a (laughs) big deal, um, and then getting nothing out of him, um, like, and then trading away, like, picks and drafting poorly. Um, no, it's not like he tried to draft poorly, but he gave away, like, I mean, I don't know, gave away picks and prospects, and what do we have to show for it? Uh, Bogosian's never healthy, and is not even that good when he is. Um, Kane, yeah, he's playing okay, but, I, you know, I don't, I don't really want him on my team just as a person. Um and like, man, so I, why do I care? Because they're not fun to watch, and they're so bad, and yet, like, and, and they're never, they've, they've they've given me so little actual joy in my life, really, the Sabres. I mean, when they have, it has been true joy. Um, one of the few reliable, well, it's not reliable in terms of volume of joy delivery, but it's, I, it is reliable that when they are good, they can deliver me some joy. Um, I mean, they're one of the few things that, that, that have done that, but the return rate in the Sabres and really both Buffalo teams is so low. I don't. Why? Why do I? Why do I care? I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a. T- it's like I knew. I I spent all all week since since Tuesday looking forward to at least watching game a game again. Um, and I'll probably watch tonight uh, in like a couple hours, three hours to play the Bruins. But. Uh, it's like they're not going to be fun. I'm going to watch with Eli, who was on this podcast once, who's a Bruins fan. They're going to lose, and it'll be it'll and and they'll probably lose by a lot, <laughs> even though I don't think the Bruins are all that good this year. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know either of those things. I'm just why did I get why did why do I ever get excited for for this team? They're not fun. Like ugh, so frustrating. I don't know. What do they spend all their like why like. I mean, I don't know. This is why sports are so stupid, because it's like I just have decided that I need to care, um, and I can't explain why or understand it. But, and it gives me no pleasure to, like, even talk about them right now. But uh, I'm doing it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Hockey's, like... Uh, hockey's no fun. I know what? I don't, you know what? Screw the Sabres. And I'm, 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 yeah. Uh... The Nets won last night, which, uh, so I, and I'm excited because I have YouTube TV 
and um, which is actually a great investment if anyone if anyone if anyone even listens to this thing, and I don't think anyone does. <laughs> um, and you're able to get YouTube TV, you should get it because it's great. Get rid of cable and buy YouTube TV for like twenty bucks. Um, you get all the channels you would you would you would need. Um, and then and the, and you can watch local TV for free and and like Chrome and they give and like when I got it they gave me a free Chromecast which is awesome so I can just like cast into my projector and watch stuff on my wall which is fun so I was watching um well I can watch I might watch the baseball game tonight um uh I really hope um and Evan Gaddis is my favorite I want to assemble I'd love to assemble like an all star team across across all sports of my favorite players um. I almost went. I I I I was wanted to maybe go see the Nets last night um, because I just I just like the Nets and I hope they're going to be good because um, I just need some team that I follow to be good again because the Mets the Mets were bad. Um, well, the, I mean the Bills. We'll see um, how they do tomorrow. Uh, Sabers are obviously a disaster. Um, and then the Nets. I mean I I know the Nets are not going to be like a playoff team, but um, but they've got. They got uh, D'Angelo Russell, who's... I didn't realize he's 21 years old, which is crazy. But um, all I know is when I played... Uh, when I got the free trial through PlayStation a couple years ago of um, NBA 2K... Maybe it was... It, was, it might have been 16. Yeah, I was 16, because it was... Yeah. Um, he was, like, the best player in the league within two years. Now, I don't... Now, that basically, that means by now... Um, but he was a top, again, second overall pick a couple years ago. Um, the Lakers have not managed their assets well. Um, but we'll see if that I mean, that may change. You never know. Um, just keep picking high, and then eventually it'll work. Um, Lonzo might be a pretty good player for them. Um, but uh, but they got the Nets have Russells. I mean, I, I got to get like a Russell shirt or jersey. But anyway, but but that's so. I and I so I I like him, and I hope he can become like my favorite actual like legit favorite basketball player. Um, and fun to watch, and the Nets might might be fun. I mean, they beat the Magic, um, and they nearly beat, or they came close to beating the Pacers, sort of, but also scored a ton of points. So that's all I care about. As long as the Nets are fun, because I'm going to go to a couple games this year. I just want to watch them to be fun. But my favorite player um, is 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 Spates, Mo Buckets, uh, who I le- I discovered on the Warriors a couple years ago. Um, you know, he's like a he's like a backup center, and he can shoot threes. And his name is Spates, and he's just awesome. And he's like a fun guy. His Instagram is really cool. Um, and he won with the Warriors, and then and then left after they lost the Cavs. Um, and he was on the Clippers last year, and yeah, they used him a little bit. But he went home to play on the the Magic this year. And I was hoping the Nets would sign him, but they didn't. And he's not even that. He's not like that good. He'd be a backup. But uh, but he's on the Magic now, and the Magic were here, uh, played the Nets, and. Um, I would have loved. I'd love to see Spates, um, but so. But I have a fondness for like rugged, underappreciated backups with a very specialized skill set. So that's what that's what Spates is. Um, but my favorite baseball player is Evan Gaddis on the uh, on the Strohs, the Astros. Um, the Strohs are an eminently likable team, um, and, and as much as I hate to say it, the, so are the Yankees now um, because you can't not like Judge. Um, I, I mean, I just, I don't see how anyone could. So, I, I mean, I, so, yeah, I, 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 so I like Aaron Judge a lot. Um, and I'll be happy, I mean, I'll be happy for him if the Yankees win. Um, I don't even hate the Yankees. I just can't, it's just not fair to root for them. Um, but I am, but I am happy to root for Aaron Judge. So if he wins, I'd be, that would be cool. I'd love to see him in the World Series. But for tonight, um, 
my Gaddis is my favorite because he's like the backup. He like never starts for the Strohs, but he either is like he's like the he's like the the catcher, and I think well he bats right, so I think he might. You know, he comes in for certain pitchers. Sometimes he starts as the catcher. Sometimes he's like the he's like the left outfielder, and then sometimes like like last night he was the DH for the Strohs, um, and a pretty good hitter. Um, but he's just like a big lumbering dude. Um, and he and but an incredible stance because he's like six three two twenty two thirty thick dude. Um, but I love the way he stands. I think I even posted a picture of him like a week ago. But he um he wears like a like he wears this jersey like really tight and he's like kind of fat. Um, but he squats way down and sticks his butt out, and uh and he and he bats with like no gloves, which I just love. It's the best look. And he's got this gigantic beard. And his name's Gaddis, um, which I just, it's a great name. So I just, I love Evan Gaddis. And so, but also like, again, he's a pretty good hitter. Um, and also can be slotted in around the field. Like he's a catcher or an outfielder, um, which shows you that he's pretty athletic, but also like not, um, not good enough to really start. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's my Gaddis story. Um, I don't know who else would be. Yeah, and also just it's a good name. Um, someday I'll someday I'll assemble a list of top athletes by sport. Um, but Gaddis and Spades would be on my team any day. So I don't know. It's fu- it's more fun to get excited for sports that are interesting and well played. Um, so that's why it's it's a good time of year for the most part. Just we have baseball playoffs, nearly the World Series. Um, you know the Bills have been for the most part, def- and the defense has been very fun to watch. The offense I still care about. I mean that like it was not it was even though they haven't produced really anything and doesn't don't score much, they have terrible like average third third down distances. Um, but you know when they did they done some nice things. I mean that that Atlanta drive was still one of the most impressive moments I can remember in recent Bills history, uh, offensively at least. That long like ten minute drive in the third, even though the Falcons have revealed themselves to be pumpkins instead of carriages. But, um, uh, yeah, I, you know, we'll see. Um, you know, it'll be fun to watch the Bills again tomorrow. I hope they can just keep winning and uh, maybe make the playoffs and, and break this curse. I don't, I don't have any illusions that they would win in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, it's like that's the thing. Is the state, it's like football especially. It's been 17 years, and the Bills couldn't, haven't once been able to rise to the sort of median of mediocrity or above it. Um middle of mediocrity even uh and they can't so maybe this year is the year they finally do that <laughs> just their their uh their mediocrity is enough but um the sabers on the other hand are just just seem to be inept um but the, the frustrating thing is you can't really you can't blame it's certainly i can't blame Bottrell because this for all we know for all i know this is exactly what he planned for the season i mean he may have said you know we basically need to rebuild again so he's gonna plug in these shitty. Wow, I never, I never swore on this podcast before. Gonna plug in these bad uh, veterans and uh, tank, <laughs> and um, and keep keep the guys in the AHL, and uh, we'll go from there. And and that really might just be what they need. Um, it's just it's because there's nothing. I mean, tanking is still the smartest thing to do if you don't believe you're gonna win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You're gonna win a championship. Um, anytime soon. I mean, I, I, I get that. Um, it's just disappointing because it's not what I had hoped for or w- certainly wanted, 
but um but you can't you know for all i know that's that is the plan so in that sense he's it might see he might say this is, i mean this might be a, a successful season thus far for him it's just it's not fun but uh and we can't and and maybe housley is the same way maybe he maybe he knew they were going to be bad and it's just whatever like just going to take our lumps this season but uh i don't think so but um i don't know but I, but either either way but even if it's even if that's not and they thought they had a great team and they've just been bad it's it's what are you going to do fire everyone after 8 games no so so it's just frustrating and i don't know why i still care um if they keep losing i'll probably just not even talk about the sabers in this podcast and go back to i mean you know my bread and butter historically speaking with this podcast even though it only goes back to may was during the summer when there was no hockey so maybe um you know if the sabers can be bad i'll talk about whatever uh, anything anything but the sabers but uh that's all right that's all saberland it's all within the whatever saberland is so yeah it's been a nice long episode so it's like 40 minutes and i'm talking so okay well uh yeah that's it um and who even cares about the sabers anymore they're just a, they're a joke so <laughs> all right with that uh, i'm gonna watch them tonight play lose the bruins so all right bye-bye